Welcome to Own Your Fertility, the go-to podcast for women called to claim their power on their path to baby. This is your host, Stasha Rukoff. On this show, you can expect to go deep into what it really takes to become fully embodied in the abundant overflow of fertility. If you're ready to ditch the overthinking, the overdoing, the overcompensating in your fertility to-do list and own your fertility, mama, you are in the right place. And I cannot wait to start this episode with you. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to this episode. I have a special guest, my soul sister, Michelle Orovitz. And we were two souls that came together in perfect timing a couple years ago and found each other. And we both had such different backgrounds. And here we are reunited in the same philosophy, in the same knowing, and in the same teachings. But we have a different perspective, but we're really saying the exact same thing. And I just love getting to see her point of view because... She is an acupuncturist, an Ayurvedic practitioner, and also a hypnotherapist. And she, of course, specializes in fertility health. So she actually changed her career from in architecture, living in New York City, in the hustle, in the grind, and transitioned to acupuncture and Eastern Chinese medicine after having her own uh, fertility imbalances that were resolved by her acupuncturist. And so, you know, her methodology encompasses herbs, acupuncture, but incorporates a holistic approach in terms of, you know, nutrition and supplements and even essential oils and and a lot of mind-body practice. And of course, she has her own in-person practice in Florida um, and just makes me want to move there (laughs) so much more. Um, And she helps people both online and in person and is the host of the Wholesome Fertility Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to get a glimpse of how she has helped her patients really move into alignment and into that feminine ease and flow through the modalities of acupuncture. And this is just so fascinating to me because many of my clients will always ask, you know, can I, should I incorporate acupuncture in with the work that we're doing? And I'm always like, yes. And the beautiful thing is, you know, we're doing work on an energetic on an energetic realm, you know, through the coaching work that we do, but during acupuncture, we're working with the actual meridians of the energetic body. And so it's just another modality to be able to tap into and in order to get energy and chi and that creative life force energy flowing again. And you're going to hear her story about how all of that evolved for her and how she unlocks a lot of that for her clients as well. And I also do want to let you guys in on a little secret. Michelle is a guest speaker inside of Feminine Magic and Fertility. So you are going to get a little taste of 
her today and her magic. And then you get to explore on such a deeper level with her inside of the container. So as this episode is coming out, we have officially started and I believe there are some spaces still available. So we are going to open that up for any last minute women coming in who are just listening to this episode and are really really being called and really being pulled in, I will, you know, open up just that space for you to come in and play. So just DM me. And of course, if you want to work with Michelle directly, um, all of her information is below in the show notes. So let's get into it. I cannot wait for you to meet her and dive into her work. Hello, beautiful ladies. Oh, we have a special treat for you today. I have who I call my soul sister, um, Michelle Orovitz, and she is a wizard when it comes to energy and fertility, living in accordance with the way and in flow and um, really has this unique perspective on fertility coming from a Chinese medicine background, hypnotherapist, just all of the things that you could want in your team on your fertility journey. And so, Michelle, I will allow you to introduce yourself. And I just want to jump right in. I have so many juicy questions and we can get started. Awesome. Thank you, Stesha, so much for having me. Um, Of course, the feeling is mutual. We just always connected. It just happens. Sometimes you find people and they're like in the same soul tribe. So thank you so much for having me. And I would love to give a background. I actually have a background in architecture. That's what I used to do. I had a completely different life living in New York City, working in corporate America. And um, and I had my own menstrual cycle irregularities and imbalances, which probably at the time, I was probably not ovulating. I didn't check at the time. I was in my 20s, but I know that three-month cycles, something's a little off, like it wasn't normal. And acupuncture was, when I found acupuncture after years of struggling myself and not really getting any solution from mainstream medicine and just getting the pill, I eventually found an acupuncturist who happened to specialize in gynecology. I didn't even realize this at the time, that there could be a specialty. I just was like, ooh, I want to go to try acupuncture. And he sat me down and told me how important the menstrual cycle was and gave me Chinese herbs, like raw herbs in a paper bag, and you could smell them, pungent strong. (laughs) And I actually came home and made them, like total old school, like Chinese medicine, which is just amazing. And I got my period. I got my period. Mm. I started to feel regulated. But not only that, I also felt more whole within myself. Like I just felt more consolidated, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I didn't realize, you know how sometimes like you're holding tension in your back and you're like, I don't need a massage. And then the second somebody touches your back and releases like tension that you didn't even realize was there, you're like, oh my God. God, I really needed this. I was so like tense and you start to feel your imbalances. That's what happened to me. 
And I think I did know I was imbalanced, but I didn't know how much <laughs> and how it was affecting me on so many different levels. And it was really a lifestyle, like just kind of working, demanding for myself, like living used to the stress, like you're basically used to feeling stressed. And it just feels like that's just how life should be because it just that's how it is. And that's how you need to be in order to survive. And when I started to realize this and get the acupuncture treatments and start to feel more whole in myself and more balanced. That's when I was like, Oh my God, I was so used to living like sideways <laughs> that I didn't realize just how much my, or what my body needed. And over time it was interesting because it kind of opened the floodgates because not only was I starting to feel better physically, I started getting my period every month, which was, really to me, I, I thought could never happen. And I was told that by doctors, like you're just not going to be regular unless you take the menstrual, uh, the, the pill that's going to get you regular, but it's like a fake regular. It's not real and it's not a true cure or like solution. So basically going back and forth like this, not really knowing what to do, not knowing what the solution is, finally finding a solution and realizing like this is just changing the whole perspective how I see life and then eventually it made me realize that even my job was not aligned for me and certain relationships were not aligned for me and it was like it just kind of recalibrated and organized my energy in every part of my life and so I eventually decided you know what I want to do what this did for me I want to do for other people it's just like I felt so strong about this because when you do have such a transformation, the first thing you want to do is like scream it from the rooftops mm -hmm. and tell everybody and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is something like this can really change people's lives. So eventually I went back to school. My husband, I had met my husband actually shortly after getting acupuncture and brought him to get acupuncture one time. And it was interesting how even finding the right person for me like changed or happened after I started to feel more regulated in my life. It was like mm. things kind of fell into place. And then eventually he was the one that said, you know what, you're not really happy with architecture. Why don't you look into studying natural medicine? And I went back to school for Ayurveda. I know this is a long story, but <laughs> so many things. So I went back to school for Ayurveda. We moved uh, from New York to Florida which was nice in, in itself because you're around nature, not as much concrete. It was like beaches, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then eventually um, I studied Ayurveda and then was able to conceive my two girls, which I don't think would have been as easy had I not regulated myself with Dr. Lee doing acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And then eventually um, took a little break and then went back to school for acupuncture which was originally what i wanted to do but it was just like a big undertaking mm. and then um studied hypnotherapy as well because i did notice a lot of things um or sort of beliefs that my patients would express just even in the way they described like how they felt these deep-seated beliefs that were holding people back so i was like oh you know hypnotherapy is so important. It's such a nice compliment to this. So, and I was always interested in the mind and how 
we could do so much. We have so much potential just as humans. We were given so much potential and we don't really know how to use it. So it was always intriguing to me, which I know that you and I, we just love, we eat this stuff up. So, <laughs> you know, reading books about it and all of that. And then eventually just wanted to work with fertility. It was just like I was drawn to it. I can't even describe exactly what it was, but I just always loved working with fertility. It's mm -hmm. just something that has always intrigued me. And this might kind of sound strange, but in between, I've always been an artist. I've always created, I've always painted, and I've always painted female figures. And I do feel like it, I channel it in a sense. And I mm -hmm. felt like I was working almost with like um, Guanyin energy. And I've been told that and confirmed that when I had a reading one time, it was just that uh, that was the first thing. Dana Childs, who's uh, and intuitive she's incredible that was the first thing that came out of her mouth when we had a session and i was like oh my god it just so guanyin she's the goddess of fertility she's the goddess of compassion mm. i do feel her energy coming through my hands basically when i paint and i feel her energy coming through my hands when i work with people in for in the fertility world i feel like the creativity of the soul and the mind it's just a different dimension of creativity and then the physical creativity is fertility so it it it's the same thing just in different ways and expressions mm. wow oh my gosh i love that last <laughs> part and i cannot wait to get deeper into that but this is why i love your story so much michelle is because just like me and just like so many women in our world we have this contrast of what it looks like to be so far in our masculine, so far in the programming, so far in the system, striving, grasping, coming from a place of scarcity, coming from a place of lack. And we were almost led into this path of awakening. Like yes. we get the call. And I think we all have the call as women, especially nowadays. It's just, when will we listen to it? And a lot of women listen to it when their bodies start to become really imbalanced and they almost reach a sort of breaking point, right? Because we've been taught to put up with so much, so oh, much yeah. pain, so much period pain, so much this, this, this. And until finally we get to a place of like, I'm just so sick and tired of not feeling good that now I'm going to start to take things into my own hands. And whether we go down the path of Western medicine and shortly hit a dead end like so many of us do, and then we start to read books, we start to find alternative ways and essentially just awaken back into our bodies is, is really what it comes down to. Yes. And, and so I love that story for you because I work with a lot of women who think like, oh, I couldn't possibly quit my job and do something like you do, or I couldn't, you know, possibly leave this relationship or this or that and go and like trust myself. And I, I love your story because you're, you're really leading the way of it doesn't, you don't need to have it all planned out. Like just exactly. take the step. Yes. Take the step towards alignment, take the step towards what makes your body feel good and healthy and whole and aligned. And then things just start showing up. Then you take the next step and until eventually it feels like you've arrived, you know, and, and, and always we're going to have like this spiraling healing uh, journey, but it's that arrival of like, okay, I don't feel like I'm not enough anymore. I don't feel like I'm mm -hmm. stuck in this perpetual state of not getting there. And we just get to arrive in our bodies, 
in our power and in our purpose. And it doesn't need to take, you know, five lifetimes to get here. And, you know, I'd love to dive deep into this more of like living, because you said so many key words there of like things being in alignment. Mm -hmm. And this is like a buzzword of what does it mean to be in alignment? And so I would love to hear from your point of view, what is this like living in accordance with the way? Because we can talk about it, it makes sense, but actually trusting yourself to do it, actually trusting yourself to, for example, take the walk middle of the day when your body wants to take a walk, but you have this deadline that you need to get done, right? right? How do you trust that the walk (laughs) Mm -hmm. is what you need to do? Yes, I love that question because it's living in accordance with your soul's desire. Like you're, and I'm not talking about your ego's desire that wants that big, huge house or, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the soul's desire. The soul's desire knows what's good for you, like ultimately. And when you, when you listen to that, really that's alignment. If you could just listen to that and follow that, that core deep knowing within yourself, I I can actually share a really cool story of one of my patients who was told by so many, like two doctors, two actually really well-known reproductive endocrinologists. One was in Greece and one was in Miami. And both of them said similar things, but one of them here said, you're premenopause. You're, well, according to her, you have no eggs. I don't know if he said that, but he said, you have very, very little eggs. You're really, really low reserve. You're premenopause you cannot do this naturally just it's not Mm going to happen for you the guy in greece told her that she's very low eggs similar same kind of thing very low reserve and that she is going to um basically need a donor egg like she cannot even do ivf with her Mm -hmm. eggs so she deep down inside and i love her story i'm gonna actually she agreed to come on my podcast and share her story which i think is going to be really powerful really powerful for so many people yeah this girl i love her she's such she's such a like i don't not even warrior she she um what's the word she's a badass Mm -hmm. like she just is such a badass because she was just like no i'm not taking this like that is not my path like i don't and these are two doctors that are well known. Like it, it would have been very easy to just really take what they said and go with it. Mm-hmm. But she knew deep down inside and her soul was telling her like, that is just not going to be my path. And she decided to go naturally and she reached out to me and this is pre COVID. So she signed up for my program three weeks before I had to shut down my practice. And I do acupuncture, of course. Now Um, we spoke about like Ayurveda acupuncture. That's what I do. I have a practice in person. I also do online, but she came in to me in person and I was giving her acupuncture treatments. And when I met her, I I believed that she could do it. Like I just, uh, it was, and I felt it from her too. Like she really believed that she could do it. Long story short, three weeks of acupuncture, she had to pause her treatments. And then I was helping her virtually, telling her what points to press and what to do. She was supposed to get her period. She was doing herbs as well. She was supposed to get her period. And then she freaked out because, you know, 
this voice of like your premenopausal, she did not have a positive pregnancy when she checked and she was late on her period. So she's like, oh my God, like, I don't know if it's the herbs, but I'm always on time. Something's wrong. She checked mm-hmm. a couple of times. It was negative. And then I could have given her points to press, to push, to get things moving. But something inside of me said, no, I'm just going to wait like another week and see what happens. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm having another conversations with her. She's really freaking out. And I said, you know what, just go get another pregnancy test. She was out. And I said, just go get another one. Just humor me. Sure enough, she was pregnant. (laughs) So she ended up, um, she ended up having a full term, healthy pregnancy, gave birth to her son who actually hung out a little bit longer. I think he was 41 weeks, like didn't want to come out. And then eventually she had, she had him nine months later, you know, she's breastfed. So she didn't have her period. Nine months later, stopped breastfeeding. A month later, got her period and then got pregnant again. (laughs) And she has a daughter. So she has two kids now, healthy kids. They both stayed hung out for 41 weeks. (laughs) And they both like were late, but two kids and and she listened to that calling within her Mm. and she could have been pulled out of alignment by well-meaning but really not aligned opinions from other professionals like she could have been pulled out of that alignment something within her that badass i want to say like said no no i'm not doing it like this is just not my path like i like that doesn't feel like a yes to me in any way and she just followed her heart she listened to it and and here she is like but her story is so like so strong on on really being stern and sticking with your alignment having that conviction of what your soul wants you to do and so that that story for me is just like it's it's such a great example of like fighting for your alignment, you know, like really sticking with what your heart is telling you, what your soul is telling you. And so in general, what alignment is, is just being in that flow of your life, what feels right to you, like on a soul level, listening to your body, because ultimately that yin and yang balance, that homeostasis, which ultimately is that flow, it's that alignment it's your body's always trying to get to that point. Nature always Mm -hmm. works that way. Nature doesn't just stop like outside of us or in our bodies when our bodies are trying to get the perfect temperature, the perfect balance. It happens in the universe as well. It happens in our lives, just like it impacts, you know, community of ants. You see how they're so intelligent. They, They go into this form and this flow and our behavior is part of that, mm. our, our need to do certain things in order to create that alignment for ourselves, that calling that we feel. That's part of that natural intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, that we're designed to be. It's, it doesn't just happen in our body. It happens in our lives. It happens in our behavior. So when we do things out of alignment, That means not listening to our bodies when we're hungry or when we need to sleep or we need to rest, not listening to our souls when our souls tell us, I just can't be in this relationship anymore or this job. That constant ignoring 
of the signs that are telling us what we need to do in order to be in line. Like nature is so intelligent. Life is so intelligent. It's constantly giving you cues. It's so easy once we just listen, you know? Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know the contrast. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I was always that person, like, wondering how, you know, how do birds know, like, when to migrate or where to migrate or this or that and all of this until, like, how do they know? They don't have a brain, so how they can, how can they figure this out? And it's just a knowing, and we have this as well. We've just been programmed out of it. And, yeah. you know, call it your intuition, call it whatever you want, but it's this it's this inner knowing, this being guided, you just need to listen. And when we get into our body, this becomes so, so easy. And we talked a little bit, you know, I was on your podcast recently about getting out of your head and into your body where all of the answers lie. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go back to so like this woman. I love this story. I cannot wait yeah. until her interview comes out because I'm going to be sending everyone oh, it's there amazing. immediately. Because I see this happening too. And here's the thing, like women want, they desire to tap into that. You know, I don't, this doesn't align with what I know to be true. And so I'm gonna stand up for myself and and do the necessary things. Like women want to be able to tap into that. But mm. there's a lot of fear of owning that power because yeah. we've been programmed to just do what we're told the doctor knows best the man knows best like whatever the programming that we've received and so it's really scary to take that leap because well what if he was right and i was wrong like we always have that self-doubt in the back of our head versus i like i am the only one with the right answers for me i will take this into consideration if it feels in alignment i will go forward and if it doesn't then i know i need to follow my own path and so getting to this place because like your client is a badass and i know like that is the perfect word for it like this Mm -hmm. goddess this queen energy of i'm gonna make shit happen not from a place of striving and forcing and pushing but from a place of knowing like Mm -hmm. from a place of standards like no this is my own standard and i'm going to follow through on that how how does a woman get to that place right because we do have all of this programming that we have to override and like is this where the hypnotherapy would come in so beautifully it could definitely help but i do want to make sure that i'm clear like she was very scared throughout Mm -hmm. her journey so even though she ended up doing badass stuff like she just like (laughs) listened to herself or, or like allowed that voice to come out she was really scared and she, there was a reason why she went to a doctor in greece and a doctor in miami like you know when she was also away but like she really seeked out the best mm. doctors because she was worried mm. she was afraid and she went through her own doubts and kind of wanting to know what's going on why is this not happening like so it's not like she was just like okay no problem i could just slay this like it's not <laughs> it wasn't like that at all you know, this was, um, she felt the fear and she did it anyway. Mm. That's number one. Um, number two is yes, we're constantly being guided. We have this divine intelligence. My biggest downloads happen for myself. And I can only speak for myself because I understand what it's like from within my own psyche. The biggest downloads happen 
when you allow yourself that time, whether it's, you know, meditation is ideal because you get into this state of quietness and you're not always going to get downloads, especially in the beginning. If you're just starting, you're going to have moments of discomfort actually mm. when you get quiet, because all of a sudden you're realizing how much your mind is going off on so many different places. Like it could be very unnerving and unsettling to become aware of that. And then what is helpful is just to pay attention to that. Like, what am I feeling? Let me feel it. Like you said, at, when you were on my podcast, feel it in your body, like tune in. When you start to tune in, you immediately make that connection between your mind and your body. You start to tune in. And once you make that connection, all you're doing is really reconnecting. You're reconnecting your consciousness, your awareness mm. back to your body. Why? Because it's your nature. It's your nature to be connected to that. That's how your body survives by letting you know what's going on. This is how we're meant to survive. Like we did not come from civilizations where there were always doctors that can help us or nutritionists or, you know, there was a, our bodies are meant to survive regardless of what we have or anybody else needing to tell us things in order to help mm -hmm. us survive. Like it's, it's there to do its job and let us know if we're off target or on target. So when we reunite that connection, we reconnect to our bodies. That is one of the ways that our subconscious mind can help us. That's why muscle testing is so powerful mm. or, you know, doing things like that to really close your eyes and connect to your body. Does this feel like a yes? Does this feel like a no? Am I feeling anything with it? Sometimes you may not get the answer right away, but just keep tuning in. And with that persistence, eventually it will make itself available. Something that I love doing too is writing. When you journal, there's something really unique that happens. Sometimes your kind of inner wisdom, your w inner wizard <laughs> comes out yeah. and starts writing for you. And it's pretty wild. Like it's, it's not something that you can know unless you experience. And one of the ways that you could do that is by writing down questions that you have, write down the questions. And then all of a sudden you might have a thought that comes just write down the answer immediately. And it's kind of like automatic writing. Like it really connects to your inner wizard mm -hmm. and, you know, doing things like that, going out in nature, giving yourself like moments where you can spend some time outside and get quiet. Those are the things that is the medicine mm. that can help reunite you to that inner guide. And once you have that inner guide, you're going to be scared if you listen to it sometimes, but you're also going to know that inner guide's going to let you know it's okay. Like you're going to feel fear, but you're going to be okay. If that makes sense. Oh gosh, I love that distinction. <laughs> and thank you for making that so clear because it is true. Because there, you know, we do have a lot a lot that we are overriding and so that fear basically is our is our mind, it's our subconscious, it's our nervous system saying, "Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we might die if you do that." Yeah. And 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 you know, thank goodness it's here to keep us safe, but also when you have that strong pull from your heart, from your sacral, from your womb space. Yes. That is where, that's what we're talking about of like trusting in that above all. And I actually just wrote a post about this of like your, your feminine, right? The feminine pull is what I call it. I love that. that. Body led soul desire. It's not going to wait for external validation to go first. No. 
No. It's your energy that leads you first. And then you follow that up with action. And then that is how we move forward. And there's going to be fear. There's going to be self-doubt. And that's where we get to use the tools from, you know, women like yourself, like me, where we get to use the tools to, you know, process and heal and feel emotions as they come up. Not so we can just get through them, but really use them almost like that's how we unlock more wisdom, a deeper belief, a deeper knowing. That's been my personal experience because I've always used to approach fear as something I needed to override and just mm. push through and yes. just get through. And now it's like, ooh, okay. I almost see fear as like something that's happened in, in, in my personal life or in my lineage. And it's just waiting to be unlocked. Like it's just mm -hmm. waiting to be like dove into and accepted and in integrated so that on the other side, not only do I not have this fear anymore, but it's almost like propelled me into a gift, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So, like we want the intuition, we, we want, you know, the deep compassion and we want the confidence and the unwavering belief in ourselves. Well, we get there not by pushing through and checking all the boxes and getting the certifications or whatever it may be, or getting the positive pregnancy test even, it actually comes from processing those fears in your body and coming out on the other side, feeling like a warrior, feeling like, well, shit, if I can process this, anything is possible. And you build that trust with yourself. You build that capacity to be ha to handle so much more, you know, more, more fear, more, more doubt, but also more, more pleasure, more happiness, more fulfillment. It's two sides of one coin. And I don't know if you have anything to say on that part from your point of view, but I would love to hear like what your personal experience is with, with processing emotion in your body. Yeah. And I, uh, before I get to that, I did want to mention another thing is that when I told this story, I was saying that she ended up doing something naturally. Some people are guided to doing IVF or donor eggs. So I do want to mention that sometimes that is aligned, mm -hmm. you know, that is aligned with people so that people understand it could look so many different ways to so many different people. That's, uh, I definitely wanted to get that out there. And also, absolutely feeling and processing those emotions i love the book um the untethered soul mm -hmm. I, I know i think you like it too yep <laughs> and what i love about it what's so powerful about it is really standing in that emotion whatever that emotion it, whatever emotion comes just like allowing it when you allow it and it isn't it kind of similar to buddha's story when he was sitting in meditation he just sat there and he had all kinds of different temptations and emotions and fears mara which is like that energy that was trying to lure him with emotions and overcome him and his power because that's ultimately what it is is if you could stand within that storm and just stand with it and sit with it and don't let the storm take you so you could be a witness, allow it through without fighting it. When you fight it, you think you're actually protecting yourself, but you're not. You're actually allowing it to take part of you yes. because you're, you're flowing with it. You're losing energy. Yes. 
But if you could sit, and we've all seen it, we've all seen like, I don't know if you ever watch reality TV or, you know, you, you've seen interactions where one person can go crazy in response and be so reactive to, to a trigger or something that somebody said to them. And then you see another person that just kind of sits still and doesn't get engaged, mm -hmm. no matter how much the person's trying to pull them in, they just sit still and they're at peace. And then eventually everything fizzles out and it doesn't become anything. So ultimately that's the place of power. It's really is to be vulnerable and to feel it, but not get sucked in by it, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I, I just love getting your point of view because I mean, it's so true. And how many times have we, you know, heard our clients say like, oh, I just wish I wasn't so reactive to, you know, to maybe an argument with my husband or something at work or just the feelings that come up in our fertility journey. Like, I wish I didn't get so triggered or reactive because it sends me in this downward emotional spiral and I feel so out of control. And this is my absolute favorite, favorite part about coaching because it's almost like we're flipping a script. It's not something that's happening to you. It's for you. The universe is showing you, hey, look at this piece of yourself that's being triggered right now. There's something here within you and you don't have to react because that is just your nervous system going into that protective mode and it's automatic it's on a subconscious level until we bring awareness to it. Awareness is this beautiful first step of the healing process, because if we're not even aware we're in this reactive pattern, then nothing's going to be able to change. And so when we have this beautiful awareness, it's the first step to be able to look at it and say, okay, how is this for me? My body is clearly communicating to me that it doesn't feel safe. There's a fear below this. And again, it's calling us into our body to tend to it. And sometimes it helps to think of emotions or triggers as this little girl within you, right? Your little inner child. And when we have this picture in our head of like, oh, this little girl, she's in the corner. She's scared to death, right? And she's, she's running away. Mm -hmm. or she's trying to fight her way through it, trying to defend herself, whatever it is, whatever that reaction is, think of this little girl within you and tend to her, tend to your body in that way. And that really helps to be able to connect deeper. I mean, especially with me personally, because you can't resist helping a little scared girl in the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, and, that's a, and that's another way to look at it because once you see her, you hear her, you validate her that it's yes. okay. You don't need to run. You don't need to fight. You're safe. You are safe. That's where that calm comes from. Yes. That's where like, the fight, the sword and the armor, we just get to lay it down because we're okay. We're not wrong for feeling this way. Nothing. Can exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And triggers are actually opportunities. They're probably one of the biggest opportunities because when triggers come out, there's this primal response within the body. And if you could sit still and allow it to organize itself, to play itself out, it's incredible how much you can learn about yourself and allow it. You know, it's that validation, just allowing the feelings to be rather than trying to push them away, which is a very human response, like a normal human response. All of us have felt that way because they're not, it's not pleasant. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason why your subconscious is like, 
we're not going yeah. here today. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. really deep here. And, yeah. and I love like, this is one of um, kind of like those, that feminine gifts that we have is the ability to really alchemize emotions. And this is what I love teaching my clients, especially, you know, those, um, you know, in the feminine embodiment mastermind, which Michelle is a guest speaker in, and we can get more to that on the end of this episode, but it's this ability not just to push through your emotions or get over them or manage. I love this. I just want to manage my emotions. How, mm-hmm. how about we alchemize them, right? This ability mm-hmm. to turn lead into gold, right? With just, yes. just our hands. Yeah. And, and that's, that. that's really how I see emotion. Like how do we turn that fear and alchemize it into wholeness, into unwavering belief, to deeper trust, to deeper um, belief in that what you desire is here for you. So I just love that word alchemizing. (laughs) I love it too. It's great. (laughs) It's such a great way to put it. Yes. And and also this is a perfect segue of how can we use this idea of resistance? Like what is this feeling of resistance in our body and how can we use that to kind of keep us on our path towards towards our desire because there's this overarching belief that if what we want is hard work we have to work harder than anyone else we have mm-hmm. to compete against everyone <laughs> including ourselves mm-hmm. in order to get the thing with hard work how can we actually flip the script on that and okay. actually use resistance to maybe point us in a better direction a couple of things come to mind when you said that you have you ever like tried to like for something in like physically and it was like not working. And then as soon as you kind of like let go, it like slides right in (laughs) (laughs) and you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Just relax. (laughs) Or like open a key or the key's a little like kind of, you know, and the more you like fight it, the harder it is. And then all of a sudden you just like let it go. And then it was like, Mm. it's like nothing, but that's something that definitely comes to my mind. And then another thing that came to my mind is resistance or to the emotions as blocks are to like your meridians it's the same Mm. kind of thing it's um those are really it's an emotional block that is there that has not been resolved it just it's it's asking for resolution and if you just allow it to be heard and to listen to it or write it out or just really like allow yourself to be curious and to observe what's happening right now and you've mentioned this a lot before and i think that that it's so key one of the easier ways to do it if you try to go in that mindset you're already in a mindset that is resistant and you're trying to fix it from that mindset it's going to be really difficult you're going to be spinning your reels the easiest way the quickest way is to get into your body get into your breath it's probably an easier out (laughs) and kind of like a resolution Cause you're able to resolve something that you're actually like physically feeling by breathing into it and, or even writing it down or just kind of getting it out or crying. Like crying is like, I love crying. I think it's one of the biggest gifts we've been given as humans. And it's so funny how we, we apologize when we cry. Mm-hmm. What? Like it's, you know, do we apologize for peeing? Do we apologize for pooping? It's the same thing, well, but sometimes. just it's energetic. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, it depends. It depends. You know, you have those moments. <laughs> well, the passing gas, excuse yeah. me. But um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so it's important to allow yourself that processing and that cleanse because it's an emotional cleanse. It's an emotional purge. So having that ability, allowing yourself to have that, it's so funny because even myself, as much as I teach this, I, I find myself and those are a little lessons that I can always use and give examples for is I'm like watching something and I just have moments or times of the month where I just really want to cry and I don't want to cry in front of my family and I find myself holding back. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, sometimes I just want to like, I just want to cry. And then sometimes when I cry, like it, it takes me to like a very primal sadness and it's almost like that. I just want to root out like an, and release that whatever is going on. And finally, when I don't fight it and I allow myself to just really feel those feelings that are coming up at that moment, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. It feels so whole. Like, so whatever you feel, feel it fully, like whatever you're, whatever state you're in, be in it fully. If we keep stopping every process, then we're not going to feel the full happiness because we still have the sadness that needs to come out. So whatever it is, feel it fully. And within that, when you really allow yourself to cry, even though sometimes it's uncomfortable, it actually feels really good. And if you let yourself really fully get into it, it almost feels a little ecstatic, if that makes sense. Mm. It creates like this, this ecstasy within your body because you're so fully merged into that moment of feeling it. it it's such a release that it's so good. <laughs> like if it, it's so good, there's like a bit of enjoyment in it. If that makes sense. And oh. I, I know it sounds kind of like, you know, two different things, but it, there's, there's just this feeling of like being taken by that moment. And it's so liberating. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, that's just coming back to that word alchemizing. Right. And mm -hmm. what I've seen so much, and especially within myself, like coming from a very you know, definitely had all my needs met in childhood, but very emotionally traumatic. And, you know, when we miss out on feeling safe to feel our emotions, it's like we don't, we don't evolve in our consciousness. And so I, I see this happen a lot, especially with myself is where I almost stayed at this very immature state into my adulthood because I couldn't, it's like I was stuck there. I was stuck. I wouldn't allow myself to process sadness or anger mm -hmm. or this or that. And instead I would just overcompensate in my physical 3D, right? Mm -hmm. I would just um, like try to lose the weight to feel more confident, or I would try to, you know, get the next promotion in order to feel validated. And mm -hmm. so I was overcompensating in my external 3D instead of actually processing these things within and cultivating them from within mm -hmm. and you know once i started this this healing journey i would almost call it like <laughs> healing those layers of trauma first and then i could actually like get into my body as this body-led um, guidance system but once i did that then i was able to actually you know, mature for lack of a better term and, and expand in my consciousness instead of being stuck in this little girl energy where everything was reactive and I couldn't trust anyone. And it was kind of just, I couldn't show compassion for anyone. And I was just in this very trauma, trauma drama state. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just putting these pieces together that what you're describing this liberation and this expansion and mm -hmm. evolving in who you are we miss out on that when we fear feeling emotions because of the program yeah. we 
we've been fed through society, through our childhood, et cetera. So it's such a gift when you can tap into that. Absolutely. And we could definitely get stuck in identifying ourselves as like what it is that we're feeling. And it's not, it's, it's a really fleeting moment. It just wants to move really. If you, if you start to get into that state and really tune in with your emotions, you'll find that within seconds, it just moves and changes Mm -hmm. and morphs and it just wants to be free. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> just like all women yes, <laughs> for yourself. that's right yes <laughs> oh this has been such a mind-blowing episode michelle thank you so much for sharing your wisdom your gifts and i know that there's so 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 much more which is why you are one of the beautiful guest experts in our feminine magic and fertility mastermind And so if you want more of Michelle, definitely hop into that container. And also you can go to her directly and I'll just hand it over to you, Michelle, where they can find you, what goodies you have to offer, and then also your own podcast as well. Absolutely. So my podcast is the Wholesome Fertility Podcast, where you will find Stesha's interview uh, (laughs) twice. And I also have um, my website, which is michelleorbitz.com. You could pretty much find everything there. I have a book that I wrote, the top 10 fertility um, boosting habits you can have. And it's great. It's all like the big, the big good ones, the goodies. And I also have, I'm always on Instagram. That's usually, that's my social media channel of choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's at the Wholesome Lotus Fertility. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Stesha. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, it's been a pleasure. And you can find all of those links in the show notes below. Thank you so much, Michelle. And we will have to go deeper still on uh, future episodes. There's just so much to <laughs> unravel. Thank you. Absolutely.